0: I'm Trish
1: and I'm Thaddeus and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast.
0: On this episode of the podcast, we are
1: not only continuing, but we are wrapping up our series on spiritual gifts. So if you haven't been following along, I'm going to just give you a quick synopsis of what we've been doing we started off with a series about your purpose. And after we wrapped that up, we went into just a quick little setup for talking about spiritual gifts. And what we decided to do was do a spiritual gifts test from giftstest.com. So Trish and I each took a test and within the test, it asks you a bunch of questions and you're supposed to try to answer them quickly, not think too hard about it. It's kind of a I think if I remember correctly it's like a rate yourself, you know, self on this question 1 through 5. And then at the end of it it does some formula in the background and gives you what you scored the highest in in spiritual gifts. And giftstest.com has 22 spiritual gifts listed. So we've already gone through 20 of them on the previous uh, handful of episodes, so we're going to wrap it up here with the last two. And the first one we're talking about is the gift of tongues and interpretation. So the gift of tongues is the divine strength or ability to pray in a heavenly language to encourage your spirit and to commune with God. The gift of tongues is often accompanied by interpretation and should be used appropriately. I think in today's day and age, you see tongues depending more upon what church body you are a part of there's you know different denominations out there and some very heavily lean into the gift of tongues and some I don't want to I don't know if I want to say they're against it but they very much put it to the side where well, we're not going to necessarily talk about that and we don't know what we think about it etc and and some people think you know it's it's something that's not current Right. Just like when we talked about a couple episodes ago about prophecy. Right. So it's very it's very much a spiritual gift that is kind of all over the spectrum in what you see in today's church world. And I think Trisha and I might have some may maybe not completely different opinions on it, but some differences in the practice of it. And that probably just comes from different experiences we've had in our life around it. So I'll go here with it. I do think it's relevant and I do think it's a spiritual gift. Again, if you've been listening, all of these spiritual gifts, not everybody's going to have, right? We all should desire to have them, but not everybody's going to have them. And so I'll go right off the bat. The issue, I guess you could say I have with it is... In some church bodies, it is the sign of being filled with the Holy Spirit is how it comes across, and that's where I have issue with it because I don't personally believe that everybody has every single spiritual gift, and so I don't believe that in order to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you have to start speaking in tongues, and so that's very much a present thing in certain church bodies, at least in America.
0: Y'all can't see my head nodding, but it's nodding. I agree with Thaddeus on that. I know that it has been a very divisive thing in the body of Christ from both ends of the spectrum or from all ends of it, I suppose. I've I've known it and I've seen it myself where people will have the perspective that people are not filled with the Holy Spirit if they do not speak in tongues. And unfortunately, that is a, a misconception. I, I don't believe that to be true. I believe that it, what Thaddeus said, that some people have it as a gift and some people don't. I believe we should all desire for it, just like we should desire for all the gifts. I I personally think it's a gift in my life that God has given me that I helps me when things are really hard, when I really don't know what to pray before the Lord. And it's not something super mystical. It's not something super special or make me more holy or anything like that. It's really honestly something I I tend to use a lot in my brokenness. Like the times where I'm so broken and I have nothing in my mind to utter before the Lord, it just rumbles out of me almost. And then there's other times I would say it's a very um strong practice of mine to use it in a worshipful moment when I'm really feeling the presence of God and I'm in that place of worship. I, I want to talk more about it and and um, give you guys uh, some good scriptures to support why I believe it's a relevant gift to this day. I, I can't imagine somebody, because I have the gift of speaking a tongue in tongues, I have a hard time comprehending how somebody wouldn't think it is relevant just because it's so relevant in my life. When I was a young girl, I was, well... I don't know, maybe 14 or 15. I can't really remember. I, can re- I can't re—I can remember the exact date by any means, but I can remember the exact moment of having Holy Spirit enter me in a new way, in a fresh way, not that Holy Spirit already wasn't living inside of me, but definitely I remember being in the church basement um, of a church that my dad pastored when I was growing up. And I was down there with my youth leader and a friend, and we were talking about speaking in tongues and you know I was wrestling with it and you know I'd seen it my in my life my parents spoke in tongues not that they practiced it in front of me I just knew it was a practice of theirs and I you know desired it but I also had been in situations where not like in our church, but, you know, at other churches where people would like walk up to you and pray for you to get, speak in tongues. And then they'd put their ear up by your mouth to hear if you were uttering it or not. And that just rubbed me the wrong way because it felt forced. It didn't feel genuine. It didn't feel like a bubbling of the Holy Spirit inside of me. And so I just even even when I've experienced that once I had the gift of speaking in tongues, I just couldn't ever put on a show for people it's not something I can just do like I I've had even now I'll have people be like you speak in tongues can I hear it like that's the weirdest thing to say it would be like oh you have the gift of giving can I see it you know I'd be like I guess here's five dollars like you know, like it's just kind of a weird thing to ask somebody. But I can just remember being in the church basement and and getting filled with the Holy Spirit in a fresh way. Not that I wasn't already filled with Holy Spirit, but it was just an overflowing of uh, a prayer language, a song language that poured out of me to the Lord. And it's never left me. And it's not something I use every day is something I use a lot of days and especially when days are really hard or days are really joyful it's funny how it's when my emotions are almost the strongest that I feel it the most and it's the god thank you so much this is so awesome you are such a good god or it's god life really sucks right now and I don't know how to verbalize it I I can tell you when it feels like the world's crashing down around me or something crazy is happening not just to me but you know in our culture or society or whatever. And I don't know how else to pray. That's the best way I know how to pray.
1: Yeah. And I think what Trish alluded to is what I was getting at of the forced nature that it sometimes has and the stigma, I guess, around it where I've been at, I don't know, conferences or camps, probably both where you've had the, the speaker, giving a message on you know being filled with the Holy Spirit and doing an altar call and that's great but then it was essentially like a, okay now everyone start start speaking in tongues start you know yelling out whatever you know and just almost like a look around the room and how many of these people you know there's some doubt how many of these people are truly speaking in tongues and how many of them are just kind of like making something up because they feel like If they don't, they're going to be looked upon, you know, like negatively. And so that's where it becomes an issue. The other issue to me is to me and like what Trish was saying, it's a something she, you know, finds herself leaning on more when she's in her quiet time. Right. It's not a, oh, hey, look, look at what I can do, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when we started talking about this, we talked about tongues and interpretation. And if you're speaking in tongues publicly, then there should be some interpretation with that. Right. And not just speaking in tongues publicly. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's, if it's meant to be spoken out loud for others to hear, then there should be interpretation with that so that they know. Right. And, and where I, what I mean with that too is like, Publicly meaning shouting it out, you know, like I want people to hear this, not publicly like you're in the congregation and maybe you're worshiping and you, you start uttering, you know, having some utterance in in tongues, right? That's, there's a difference there, right? So, I mean, if it's something that you're doing for yourself and trying to, you know, edify yourself and... You're not like shouting it out for other people to hear you. Yes, people might hear you, but you're not trying to make it a public display is what I'm getting at with the interpretation part.
0: So I want to deep dive into some scripture here. Um, Jesus was the first to bring up speaking in tongues and it's in the great commission. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will take up serpents and they will drink anything deadly. It will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, that was Jesus speaking that. But then right away, let's jump to Acts, right? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the first time you see the Holy Spirit show up on the scene. It says, Acts 2, verse 1, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. When there appeared to them, divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That was when Holy Spirit entered the scene in that way, in the, like, we know the Spirit was already relevant, right? We know Holy Spirit was already in the picture. Triune God, right? Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's been in the picture the whole time, but this is when we see it in the form of speaking in tongues. And just another scripture that ties back to what we were talking about. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1 says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in tongues does not speak to man, but he speaks to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries, but he He who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in tongues edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke in tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks in tongues, unless indeed he who interprets that the church may receive edification." So Paul is writing this letter to the church of Corinth and he's explaining about the gift of speaking in tongues and how he wishes everybody spoke in tongues. Like he sees it as a fantastic gift, but the, it is a very individualized gift. It's a very personal gift that is not necessarily like a lot of the gifts we've been learning about that are more for building up of the body of Christ. Speaking in tongues is a, is more personal. And so that's why he's encouraging them. I'd rather you prophesy because prophecy is for edifying the whole body of Christ and not just one individual, not just yourself. And then same 1 Corinthians 14, verse 6 says, But now, brethren, if I come to you speaking in tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you by revelation, by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching? Even things without life, whether flute or harp, when they make a sound, unless they make a distinction in that sound, how will it be known what is piped or played? For if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? So likewise, you, unless you utter by the tongue words... "'Easy to understand, how will it be known what is spoken? "'For you will be speaking into the air. "'There are, it may be, so many kinds of languages "'in the world, and none of them is without significance. "'Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of a language, "'I shall be a foreigner to him who speaks, "'and he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. "'Even so you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, "'let it be for the edification of the church "'that you seek to excel.'" verse 13. Therefore, let him who speaks in tongues pray that he might interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit and I will also sing with the understanding. First Corinthians 14 is kind of a good learner's manual, if you will, for understanding speaking in tongues. It's laid out to pretty well that it's a very personal gift it's very much to build yourself up because if you and I speak different languages and we're just talking to each other we don't understand each other we can talk to each other all we want but we don't understand each other and it's clarifying that we're doing this to God and we're blessed if we have an interpreter that's great I've I've seen it happen I've seen speaking in tongues be interpreted in my time I assume you know, I know I have what was presented to be that. I assume it was accurate. I, I hope it was accurate. I hope it was true. I don't know. I just know for me what speaking in tongues is and it's edifying myself. So on that note, with speaking in tongues, ask God to give you the gift if you don't have it. And if he doesn't give you it, that's fine. You can ask again. There's a lot of gifts that I'd like to have and I can ask God to give them to me or help me increase in them. And he can give them to me if he wants. He doesn't have to, but it doesn't hurt to ask God. But I do think it's one of those gifts we should desire and yearn for and and not question or doubt or whatever. But ask God if it's something he wants you to have that he will fill you up and do it in a church basement, do it in your house basement, do it in your car, wherever you are. It doesn't have to be in a big service where somebody lays their hands on you. I think that's awesome. But for me, it was a very personal moment. And I know a lot of people in my life who have this gift. It was a very personal moment. Maybe laying, I think my mom received the gift of speaking in tongues, just laying in her bed and praying to God, you know? So it doesn't have to be a big show.
1: All right, so the next one and the last one that we are talking about is a word of wisdom. The gift of wisdom is the divine strength or ability to understand and to bring clarity to situations and circumstances, often through applying the truths of scripture in a practical way. And I think I said this on the last episode and maybe even on another one previous, but when we talked about prophecy last time and we talked about word of knowledge a couple episodes ago. I think these three kind of tie together in a way. Um I'd say you know they again they have their own little ways that they work and somebody who has the gift of prophecy might have a little bit of word of wisdom, they might have a little bit of word of knowledge, and vice versa, and you know they're not all one and the same. Um I think where I see word of wisdom come into play and this is I think number five on my list. not that i'm saying i'm so wise, but when you think about just sometimes I feel like I'm somebody who can give good advice in certain situations. Not that I always have the right advice, but i even just between Trish and I, she'll come to me and ask me my my thoughts and opinions on something and of Should I, you know, what should I do here? Or do you think this was okay? You know, things like that. And sometimes I give her my opinion and it's coming from a place of of wisdom. Sometimes it's a guess if we're being honest, right? But I think that's the situation of being able to give a different viewpoint and think about, maybe short and long-term effects of certain things, right? And not just being, just jumping right in and being spur of the moment on, on things, right? And you can think of wisdom, and when we think a lot about spiritual gifts, we think about the New Testament, right? And you think about how in Acts, you know, the Holy Spirit in tongues of fire and things like that, right? And that was like a big moment. But when you look in the Old Testament, And you think about, well, who was like the wisest man in the world, right? Solomon. God gave Solomon wisdom. When you read read what a lot of people do, it's very easy to read when you read Proverbs, right? There's a lot of wisdom there. And that's what probably... I would say one of my, if not the favorite book of the Bible for me is Proverbs.
0: I would say it's probably one of mine, but then I think whatever book of <laughs> the Bible or story we talk about, I usually say, oh, this is one of my favorite stories.
1: Well, I think it's very, to me, it's very easy to read. And it lays out things that, yes, when you think about when it was written, and but it's so relatable to today, right? You can get so much out of it especially like parents, there's a lot of, of wisdom in there with raising children. There's a lot of wisdom in there for husbands and wives. There's just so much in there. Right. And those are like the verses to me when I think of, do I have this gift of wisdom? Well, those are the types of verses that I recall back to, you know, to apply things in a practical way. And sometimes that wisdom can go, like I said, along with prophecy of, Maybe it's not a oh, I'm gonna give you this prophetic word. Well no, maybe it's I'm gonna give you this word of advice, you know, with this word of wisdom. To me it's advice and wisdom kind of meshed together there. And not to say I don't ever screw up, right?
0: You give some solid advice. The cool thing about wisdom, much like speaking in tongues and much like a lot of these gifts, we can desire them and ask God for them and he will Give those gifts to us. And James 1 verse 5 says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Ask. Ask God for wisdom. If, if you feel like wisdom is something you're lacking in life and you maybe make a lot of f- dumb, <laughs> foolish choices, ask God to give you wisdom. Ask God to help guide you and increase that in you and God will give it to you.
1: Yeah. And don't be afraid to not only ask God to, to give you wisdom and it could be in specific situations. It could be an overall, you know, I, God, I, I need, I need more wisdom in my, you know, in my life. God might give it directly to you, right? The Holy Spirit will come upon you and give you that. But God also works in other ways of, he might put somebody in front of you that has more wisdom than you. And Even when I say that, I hate the sound of it because it's like I'm not saying you're dumb because you don't have wisdom and somebody else has more of it. But I'm saying God might put somebody in your life in a specific moment that's going to be somebody that can give you good advice, right? Not that you're dumb, but something where it's like you, you might just be thinking the wrong way about something, right? And somebody comes in and they're like, oh, you know what? If you do it this way instead... You know, it can be very practical. It could be very much you're working on a simple task and you're struggling with it, right? And instead of God just and just saying, oh, here, this is what you need to do, God might have somebody walk in and be like, oh, hey, let me help you with that. Oh, you know, if you could tr- you try it this way and see if that works, and then they're onto something. So it, it's not just this real big ordeal of oh you know what uh, this is this is uh this is what uh the lord says and this is the way you need to do it and you know it's very very practical so as we wrap this series up to reiterate all of these spiritual gifts are things that you can have doesn't mean you're going to have them all but it's something you could desire you can ask for God might give them all to you, and certain you know some will have higher amounts than others. Maybe, maybe you only get five of them, and others aren't for you. You know, they're, God's going to give you what you can handle. God will give you what you're faithful with, and there's just there's so much out there in Scripture about spiritual gifts. We've we've scratched the surface, but there is so much out there. We wanted to be able to give you some practical things to go along with this and some encouragement to desire these gifts because I think you can see it in history of, we we talk about God being three things. Well, there's, you know, God gives us things sometimes and then we, we're like, oh, we don't want that. Right, Trish?
0: So we serve a triune God. And what you're saying, Thaddeus, is, all throughout history, we see how we have this triune God, we, the Godhead, the three in one, the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. And all throughout history, we see how, you know, in the old Testament, people wanted a a king. They, they cried out, you know, to the, the judges and the prophets of the day, like, we want a king, we want a king. And God gave them Saul. Right. But there was that denial of, of having God in that headship in their life. And then you look, at Jesus and his life that he lived and how how even then people were looking for the Messiah to come. And even now we're in the Advent season where we're celebrating Christmas and we're remembering that time in history where people were looking for the Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us, to come onto the earth. And and when he was here, they denied him and they crucified him, right? And now here we are, 2021, and the Holy Spirit is here with us. A big mistake a lot of us make is denying the Holy Spirit to be in operation within us, or when the Holy Spirit bubbles up within us and causes us to feel prompting to walk in our spiritual gifts, we crucify that in us. Rather than crucifying the flesh in us, we crucify the Holy Spirit crucify is a strong word but we 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 stifle that fire you know we don't allow the holy spirit to operate in us the way we should and it's just kind of throughout history you can see that that play out of what what has happened with our triune god and in it in the course of it and so it's just my challenge to each of you like Ask and it will be given to you. Be faithful with the gifts you have. Faithful in little, faithful in much. The, you know, like the, the, think of, you know how God gives us each talents and maybe for you you're buried your talent and you need to dig it up and, and use it, and invest it into the kingdom. Matthew seven verse, eleven says, if you then though you are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask of him. God is such a better with Christmas coming, I think of this. Like our kids are asking for, I want this and I want that, you know, and not that our kids are spoiled brats, sometimes they they can probably push it a little bit. We all can. And but you know, you you hear them say something that they genuinely want and they're and they probably need and they probably could be pretty useful with it and like as a parent as a sinful, evil human parent, you know, because that's what it's basically saying. I desire to give my kids good things. Maybe I can't always afford to give them the best things and all the things that they want, but my desire is still for that. But it says, but our God in heaven, how much worth will he, our father in heaven, want to give good gifts to those who ask of him? Ask God, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you seek God for those gifts. If you have that desire in you, God gives you those desires that are in your heart. If there's something stirring in you from the Holy Spirit, seek it out, be faithful. And if you feel called to do something, start taking steps to be faithful in that, in the little. And it might take you a lot of years of just learning to be faithful, but God will continue to increase you in those gifts.
1: So if you have any questions about any of this, Feel free to email us info at fallenshorepodcast dot com or you can find us on social media and send us a DM, uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And we'll do our best to respond to you and give you a, an answer or some direction of where to look, right? We don't have all the answers. We just don't. I don't know one person in the world that has all the answers, right? But, We would gladly try to encourage you and give you some direction and some answers if we do have them. Okay. So we hope you've enjoyed this series. And again, if you haven't listened to all of them, I'd encourage you to go back and do so. And hopefully we made some sense to you. So until next time, I'm Thaddeus.
0: And I'm Trish. And we love you guys.
1: or maybe you're aspiring to start one if you are we'd like to encourage you to check out blueberry podcasting for all of your hosting needs we use blueberry today and let me tell you it's it's real slick uh, works with our website just fine on a plug so if you use our code fallen short you can get your first month free so you go ahead and click that affiliate image link on our website and get started with your podcast